You're listening to Limitless Leaders Podcast. Accelerate your mindset, collaboration and performance by developing limitless self-leadership, leaders, teams and organizations. Now, over to your host, Renee Jerusso. Hi, and welcome to the Limitless Leaders Podcast. Thanks for joining us from wherever you are in the world. And today, being the start of a brand new year, I'm excited so excited to have our guests that I have been friends with, been working with closely over the last few months. Um, And it gives me great pleasure to introduce you to Sean Tucker from Healthy CEOs. And Sean is the manifestation and extension of himself in what he does. His life purpose is to create and enrich all beings to be the custodians of their health and wellness so they get to live as a CEO of their life. As healthy CEOs, he believes there's four pillars to health, being mindset, nutrition, lifestyle, and movement. Wellness is the integration of these four aspects that also connects the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual being that we all are. Before you can change any of the four pillars, you need to shift your energy because your energy at the end of the day, Sean believes, is the ground zero and the foundation of who you are. And it is the compass to long-lasting change. Thanks for joining us, Sean. Awesome, Renee. And what an introduction. Thank you so much. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Pleasure to be Pleasure. here. <laughs> I love what you do, what you're about. You know, you, you live your passion. And from the moment, you know, I met you sort of earlier last year, I when I were both drawn to each other in our philosophy of life, spirituality mm-hmm. and and all things around, I guess, living the CEO of your life. What do you mean by because your business name's healthy CEOs? Yeah. What do you mean by CEOs? Tell me. So a CEO to me is someone who takes or is willing to take responsibility for their life. Yeah. And that's in all aspects of their life. So it's someone who's ready ready to be accountable to themselves, yep. to their families, to their job, to their company, to their employees. It doesn't really matter. The same principles of being a CEO in your life means that you actually wipe the toilet seat after you've gone to the toilet, right? It's <laughs> it's that. not leaving stuff there for the yeah. next person to take you know, responsibility for it. You're actually taking responsibility for not only yourself, but everyone else around you as well. Yeah, I love, I absolutely love that. And do you think we all have the choice to be the CEO of our own lives? We all have the choice and it doesn't matter if you have, you know, disabilities. It doesn't matter whatsoever. There's always some sort of responsibility that you can take Mm. to actually make a contribution to the next moment, right? And this is what what it's about. We only really have now. There's no past, there's no future, there's only the present. So what can we do to make this moment for the next moment better? Yeah, I love I love that. And I think, you know, last year was a big year, I know. It was huge. Yeah. Oh, it was massive. And I think, you know, everyone I was speaking to, particularly towards the end of the year, you know, we've all tried to fit in what we've missed out on. There's people changing careers. It's actually a really, it's been a really exciting time, but 
everyone I know coming towards Christmas and even early this year, a feeling, still feeling a bit depleted. Um, And I think it's, it's almost like you've got to, and I don't find it easy as you know, to surrender to that, but that's important. I'm Mm. fascinated with your backstory and I'm sure our listeners and our viewers will be too. I'd love to know how you've got to be doing what you're doing today and I guess, you know, what's contributed to who you are and who you're continually becoming? Well, this is, this is a really interesting one because it actually comes back to my life experiences into doing what I'm doing today, really. Mm. And it all goes back to about 12 years ago. And to be honest, it probably goes back long before that. But yeah, yeah. 12 years ago was, I guess, my wake-up call. And that was when I was overseas, was a little bit lost in life. I was over there with one of my brothers and we were, we went out, had way too many drinks. And I remember just half of the night after that, I blacked out. I woke up the next morning and there was just a little bit of blood everywhere. I was just like, what the hell is going on? And I'd never felt so sick and so scared in my life up until that point. Probably the only other time before that was when I was three years old Mm. and I nearly completely severed off my tongue with my own teeth gee wow and so when I was 19 over in a foreign country and I drank way too much and completely blacked out waking up the next morning I was just so disoriented I was very very lost in what I was doing yeah and I never felt so sick and scared Mm. all my life that I knew after I'd sort of started feeling better it took me about a week to feel better I knew that I had to make some changes in my life because I wasn't I wasn't in health I wasn't in good health that's for sure yeah I didn't really have a life purpose I was disconnected from who I was I was following in my brother's footsteps because I've got three older brothers I was following in their footsteps and I was just I don't know living in the shadows of who I was actually born to be Mm. because I didn't know and (laughs) from that point I really decided to make some changes about my health my lifestyle choices, and really what I was doing in my life. And it sort of just evolved and it sort of become a little bit more concrete in in what I was crafting for myself because I started following my passions. I went and actually did a personal training certificate after I quit university because I was like, I just can't handle what I was studying because once again, I was just following in other people's footsteps and doing things that society had told me to do, which wasn't what I wanted to do. It was just what I was told to do. And I was just blindly following like a sheep, right? So what I did after that point was I started following my passion and went to be a PT. I didn't start working as a PT because I knew I wanted to go to university and do some higher education. So when I graduated my certificates, I went actually to do a health science degree, which furthered my education and really understood what it takes to be a human being living in this modern society of these times. Yeah. And then after, when I graduated, I went and started working as a, as a trainer at a gym. This was five years ago. Yeah. And it was, it was really interesting because I, I loved it. I was living the lifestyle of people wanting, wanting to lead the lifestyle that I was living Mm. I was educating them. I was training them. I was having lots of fun whilst doing this. But there were some clients that really were 
getting not under my skin. I was getting under my own skin because I couldn't get some clients' results. Yeah. And this is where it started to evolve for me because I knew there was there was something deeper that was happening within these people and these clients that I couldn't quite tell what was going on yeah. because I wasn't educated. I didn't have the knowledge or the wisdom to understand what was happening for this client. They were following amazing, the plan. Amazing awareness, though, to know you want more to give them more. Yeah, it was it was one of those things that you have it deep inside of you and you know that mm. it's it's wrong or it's you just don't know why yeah yeah but it's just acknowledging it and then you know the first lockdown happened gym's completely shut I stopped working and what I did was I went internal I started doing a lot of these sort of spiritual practices Mm -hmm. and started getting more interested in Sadhguru which is you know he's an Indian mystic and has a foundation that teaches yoga and meditation and all of these wonderful things and then I just happened to meet people. I happened to meet the right people on the at the right time mm. who became my teachers. And there's a, a really great saying, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And this is really the, the story of my life is these people would show up into my life unknowing to me because this is just something deep that's happening within myself. Mm. I just so happened to find these people and start talking and then literally ask questions. And I was actually invited to to learn from these people. Amazing. Yeah. Being very, yeah. very fortunate, learning from these really, really high, highly qualified practitioners in different spaces. So understanding sports kinesiology and really what it takes for a human being to I guess, start operating at a very deep, high-performing level Mm. because the guy I was learning from was, he was actually coaching, Olympic strength coach for 1996 Atlanta, the Sydney 2000 and the 2004 Olympic Games. He was coaching like 150 plus athletes. Wow. And he didn't like it because he didn't enjoy working with these highly qualified sports people and high, like, Mm high performers so he actually his passion was to help people with disease yeah chronic disease and so he went into the space and has been in that space for 30 plus years Mm. just applying all of these same principles basic foundational principles and shifting people's energy with kinesiology and that was really something that just became so profound and i was I don't know, I, I started learning it and became more passionate and just something awoke, in it, awoke within myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. That just enabled me to deepen this area of my life and I guess the spirituality side of yep. applying, being a practitioner. Yep. And it just constantly evolved. So mm-hmm. now what I'm doing is I'm really mixing multiple modalities into when I work with a client and a lot of it is intuitive. Yeah. A lot of it's just letting whatever is happening for this client come to the surface. Mm. And I honestly don't know if it's right, but it comes through the validation of asking the question to the client. That's and right. That's when it just becomes so profound for that person that you should see some of the faces when they when I ask them the question. They're just like, 
penny just drops and they're completely blown away by how the hell did you know that right that's amazing like I I love that and I always say everything you do even those people listening right now and there's a lot of people going through transition especially the start of the year it's a whole psychological we're in a new year um that everything you've done leads to what you will do and continue to do and it's it's like me Sean I was in the corporate world in marketing and in sales and in coaching and training but when I left, it was like starting a new career, a new business. I had to upskill, learn so much, and I'm constantly learning. And I think your story is one of inspiration because, you know, and I want to ask you this, you're you're working and I've, I've done work, work with you, which has been mm-hmm. profound. I'm high energy, very spiritual, and you've really helped me tap back into what was there underlying. Mm. Um, so you work with, who do you predominantly work with? Who do you love working with? I love working with anyone who's ready to yeah. be responsive and take responsibility for their life. That's, in all honesty, that's that's who I love working with. Mm. Because someone who's ready to be open-minded enough to come and actually have a conversation with me yeah. Yeah. tells me that they're ready. And that's that. why it's 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 all beings. Like it doesn't matter if you're a mom, if you're in the corporate and you're a CEO or a director, or executive, it really doesn't matter. But what matters is can you be open enough to change? It's open-mindedness, which is open-mindedness, really can't talk, is one of the key competencies of emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you this. Are you finding since the pandemic? So it's 2023 now. Mm-hmm. You know, last year, there was a lot of uncertainty. The two years prior, especially those, you know, listening in that were from Melbourne, like Sean and I, Victoria, Australia, are you finding people are being more open to really connecting the head, heart and intuition into their everyday and their work? Yeah, I think that's a, a key change that I'm noticing over the last probably six to 12 months especially like if you had this conversation with people three years ago oh yeah before the pandemic mm. it yeah the chances are that that they're just gonna probably not acknowledge anything yeah. about it i feel like people are way more open-minded because there's a lot of mistrust there's a lot of uncertainty within the realms of trusting the people in white coats and i'm not saying that they're wrong i'm just saying that there's a lot of it's a lot of things Just to be questioned. Misunderstanding, yeah. yeah. There's yeah, a lot yeah, I agree. Questioning, yeah. Unexplained things that have happened and people want answers. Mm. And the the unfortunate reality in that is more people are getting, are getting sick. Yeah. They're getting more sick because of what they're eating, because they're becoming less, you know, moving. They're sedentary, so they're just living a sedentary lifestyle. Mm. And their their mindset's just kind of getting, it's like a really sharp knife, except they're holding the blade unknowingly. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I totally agree. I'm I'm seeing it a lot more. And there's things I've been doing in my practice and you know, our workshop and coaching programs that almost like you said before, I just channel it and come out with some things and I mm. every day head, heart into like head, heart, gut. I do M-braining, multiple braining, but I live in a room 
um, sort of meditation around making a decision using your head, your heart, your gut. And I've written a framework and it was everyone's favorite part of the afternoon. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised. Five years ago, I could have done it. Would it have worked? Probably not. I think, I think people are looking a lot more inside themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think people are realizing that, you know, I always say we're human beings, not human doings. And I, I think everyone's jumped back on the treadmill of life last year when they said they wouldn't. Um, and now looking for something that's more holistic and it makes sense. So it's um, it's amazing the work that you do. Hence, I thought this um, this episode would be very timely as we, you know, going into, into the new year. Yeah. So, you know, we do a lot, Sean, around limitless leadership. So leaders that learn, unlearn, relearn and evolve, this continuous, you know, evolution of learning and growth. I'd love to, I'd love to, if we've got anyone out there and we're all CEOs of our own life, whether you're leading a team or not, you're leading yourself, you're leading others, you're leading decisions. What are some tips you could give people that just listening today, they could take away just maybe just one or two tips, something just practical that they could go away and do or think about? Notice where your tension is. I think the first and foremost thing that most people need to kind of become aware of is actually training their awareness itself, right? Yeah. So what you were saying before in that people are going more internal, I really believe that the reason for that is because the world is so chaotic. Mm. There's so much external chaos Yeah. that there's not a lot you can control. So the only thing you can control is yourself, right? Mm. And this is really just, you look at yourself in the mirror, that's still looking out outside, right? That's right. <laughs> so when you go, when you go inside is really the only thing that you can control because we were all born into this world, not by choice, right? It just so happened that we are here right now. So how do we do that? If I'm out there listening to this right now going, how do I look inwards? How do you do that? Can you steal yourself? This is actually probably one of the the biggest tips because people say they can't meditate because they can't close their thought. They can't quieten their mind. They can't stop their thoughts from coming. Yeah. But can you set a timer for five or 10 minutes and sit there on the ground with your spine tall, mm-hmm. not moving? That's a form of meditation. Yeah. It's practicing stillness. Yeah. If you can practice stillness, you'll be, you'll become aware of this moment right now. Mm. The more skilled you become at that, because you have to remember that meditation, yoga, training, exercise, nutrition, everything is a practice. You don't just become the master of it by doing it once. You've got to create tiny habits around it. And yeah. I, I love that, even the five minutes. You know, I, I spoke to you a bit, Sean, when I went into that four-day meditation mm-hmm. yeah. retreat and I'm not still or silent at the best of times. And I was doing up to two-hour meditations, sitting up straight. Did my mind race the first few days? Oh, yeah. I think I yeah. invented my next book, came up with all these ideas. But then I it started to go more quickly that time. 
And and I now, you know, I'll be straight up in, I haven't got a really deep practice, but I get up very early and I do 20 minutes just, just on my meditation mat mm-hmm. before I have a shower and the day starts, just breathing and being. And I do find... I, especially if I've got deep work and writing early before I start the day, I've been a lot more on. I want to ask you, I wrote something last year or the year before on, you know, meditation is in the eye of the beholder. What other things can bring stillness? Because I know for me, it's cooking, you know, that cooking's one of my biggest passions and fishing and camping. I love, mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. love. I love being out in nature you know, that's still sort of, that's still mindfulness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think what you're talking about, maybe more from moving in the time space that we live in into more of just a space where there is no time. Yeah. So people are probably familiar in this, in this space of flow and flow state, right? Yeah. Yeah. So being able to get access flow and get into flow, Mm. you write an email, you write a piece of content, you're having a conversation with someone and time seems to just disappear. Yeah. Like, whoa, how did it get to like, it was one o'clock when I last looked at the clock and now it's three or four PM. How did that happen? Yeah. Yeah, I love, I love love that. I think it's happened last year too, you know, around November, I was one of them. I just couldn't believe where the year had gone and everyone was saying the same thing. And I thought if you get really in tune I'm very in tune with the seasons, always have been. Yeah. I, I said to my husband, we haven't had a spring. And the start of summer was raining, right? And yeah. my mind, and everyone I asked said they felt like it was August. And I went, wow, because we're all still feeling wintry. So it's amazing how you got to look inwards, but some of the, you know, external factors um, can affect us. So I love that. So five minutes sitting anywhere really you could even be on a train have your noise cancelling headphones on or do that thing is there any other little tip something that's really accessible well this is it's yoga but in a different sense Mm. so not putting yourself into different postures and stretching yourself to really extreme places yoga is is union the the word actually means union so union and bringing union to to yourself, yeah. right? So one of the things that I was learning actually only last week, and I was listening to this really deep wisdom from Sadhguru was you can practice yoga by just being aware of how many words I'm uttering in the last you know few minutes. And it's not consciously like counting how many words that I'm mm. that I'm speaking. But it's more like every 10 words you kind of just note down in your own in in your own mind. And it might only be three words, three, six, nine, twelve, whatever it is. But you're kind of making a little note of how many words or how many steps or how many times do you chew before you swallow, right? It's I it's love that. Thing. So it puts you in the moment, little rituals that you have to be in the moment. And I love that because you said before. And I agree that the past to me is a graveyard. You can learn a lot. The future mm-hmm. doesn't exist. We we might not be here tomorrow, right? So all Spot we on. have is now. And I love that in one of your, you know, lessons that you've spoken about with me, 
all that exists is this moment. Your power to be who you are is now. Mm-hmm. Yep. So profound. I love that. It, yeah. Tomorrow doesn't exist. Neither does yesterday. Yeah. Today doesn't really exist. No, that's right. It is literally just now. Because if you look at what it took as an evolutionary species, as a descendant of your ancestors, mm. they're all still existing right in this moment. Because if you were here right now, how could they have been before? It yeah, doesn't make I sense. I know. It's like oh. there's this deep layers upon layers of information that are happening in this moment mm. that when you become present and aware of what's happening that is the profoundness of what life actually is yeah it's not about the things you accumulate no it's really becoming and noticing becoming aware and noticing how deep life actually goes like the trees outside they breathe in what we expel there's a giving and receiving relationship to plants that we have yeah yeah like they're breathing in what we exhale and we're breathing in what they exhale there's literally this profound relationship that we have with plants that most people just look there's some plants there right no it's it's the world is is i've always thought it was magical and a lot last year really proved that to me Mm -hmm. those of you that are listening going warhol this is getting a bit out there stay with us because you know this this everyone has a different awareness of these things some people need to see to believe some people need to believe to see and and that's that's all in context to who you are and and what that means that means for you and um yeah, I love that. And it's that giving and receiving, which is was a was a topic um, I was only speaking to a client about the other day. I'm a big giver. I know you are too, Sean. And and they said to me, you give so much, Renee, a bit like the ocean. The waves go out, but the tide has to come back in. And are you receiving? And that's something to think about as we head, you know, um, into the new year around is there an, it doesn't have to be an even weight, but there needs to be reciprocation. There needs yeah. to be balance. Or I know myself mid last year, I was so depleted. I give to clients, I give to my family. They do too, but I'm the rock in a lot of groups and relationships. And I couldn't think straight. That's why I went and did that retreat, just to have some silence to sort of recalibrate. Um. Mm. You know, and I think doing that, we need to let go of what I call limiting beliefs and have limitless beliefs. And what I mean by that is getting rid of those beliefs that no longer serve us, the things that we tell ourselves repeatedly that we start to believe and have limitless beliefs. So beliefs that are open to change. And I love one of the lessons, you know, that you said you've learned in your life is letting go of the things that don't serve you any longer. How do you do that? See, this is a this is a really hard thing to do, especially especially when it comes to relationships. Yeah. Especially when it comes to business and and client relationships and that kind of thing. Because if you have an awareness, there's you have a client that is very toxic. Mm. There's this 80-20 rule generally that applies when you have a business and when you're working with clients, is that 20% of your clients will take up 80% of your time and your energy. 
Yeah. And your headspace. Yeah, exactly. They actually end up diminishing you. Yeah. And they're not the clients that get the results anyway, mm. generally speaking. Yeah. So really it's 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 along the lines of journaling. Mm. So becoming aware once again, because awareness is really the the key to a lot the of foundation. this. Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. It's then jotting down, well, who are the relationships in my life that aren't serving me right now? Mm. Do they bring positive energy towards my life? Or yeah. am I the one who is always bringing positive energy to their life? It's yeah. not to say that it's a giver and receiver type relationship, but is there some toxic behaviors, some toxic you know, discussions that we have with these group of friends or clients or whatever it is, even colleagues? Colleagues, your team, if you're a leader in, in, the, in the business world. Yeah. A lot, a lot of the time they're actually bringing out old parts of yourself that don't serve you any longer. Yeah. And so it's trying to make you aware that this is no longer serving for you, but you need to have strong boundaries or yeah. some sort of system that can not completely eliminate, but mm. just acknowledge. I think acknowledge is probably the the key word to a lot of this because if you're giving all the time, and trust me, you're receiving too, mm. you just don't acknowledge it. Being because open, being open to receiving. It's yeah. even if I, you know, sort of bring it in a simple term, it's when someone compliments you and you go, oh, you know, the other day I said to someone, I love your dress. She goes, oh, this old thing, I got this for $20 or something. It, you're actually insulting the person. That's, yeah, you're that's diminishing. You. Yeah, yeah, but it's, I love that it comes, um, Sean, you know, our gift mindset embracing being open to unwrapping the gifts in challenging and positive people and situations. Our master model is all around awareness, mm -hmm. acceptance and acknowledgement and yeah. then taking action. And I think, yeah, I just think that's, that's so, it's just so important and um, giving without expecting to receive as well. And that's not saying you're not valuing yourself, but, you're going into a, even with your team, you know, we, we have a lot of people that lead teams that listen and watch this, you know, give with no expectation to receive and you usually will receive. And Sean, I love what you said. We usually are receiving, but we're not, we're not seeing it. Yeah. We're not seeing it. Not acknowledging. It. Yeah. We're on the, I always think of that John Mayer song, stop this train. I want to get off. We're just going, going. And so task oriented a lot of the time that we're not picking up on, you know, we're just leading and living with our head and we're not picking up with all these other, you know, I'm very big into, you know, compassion and self-knowing and, and those sorts of things. Yeah, there's um, usually some clues yeah. that come up. There's usually some clues that when you're paying attention and you're not so focused on what you're doing, but you, you get back into the state of being, yeah. you can start to see these things in the greater picture for who you are because it's all just a little kind of echo if you're listening to what's happening around you so become the observer yeah but also the observer that takes action i love it yeah you've got to take action but you're right it's observing and i want to ask you a question and i know you know my thoughts on this do hmm. you believe in coincidences or or synchronicities 
definitely synchronicities. I think that's a that's a huge part of yeah, of just being, right? Because when you're observing and this is the thing, right? The more you acknowledge and accept these, I like to call them gifts as well. Yeah. These synchronous gifts that you receive, you're becoming the manifester, meaning you're attracting what you really want in your life. Yeah. It's not happening by accident. People that you know, believe that they're coinciding with themselves is, mm-hmm. you know, it's true. But it's probably because there's a part of you that doesn't quite acknowledge that there is this magic that happens in the world. Yeah, it's so, so true. I've, I've always thought anyone I meet or anything I do or come across or anything that happens, good or bad, I have looked at it as it, it's meant to happen. Everything happens for a lesson has been my saying for many years. Mm. And probably the last two years, I, I couldn't, I've told you a few things, but I cannot tell you it's daily, you know, from being a cafe that's about to shut, talking to someone saying, I need to introduce you to this person who I haven't seen for a while. He walks in the door. Then I hear my name and there's someone behind me that I was meeting later in the week and then running into Coles to get cat food of all things and (laughs) seeing a client that goes, I haven't seen or spoken to you for eight years that I just emailed you literally in the car 10 minutes before I came in here. This was all in one day. Yeah. Um, and I'm a really big believer in that. And so I had someone the other day go, oh, so everyone you meet is for, and I said, you might meet them and never see them again, but there was something in that interaction. There's some purpose in, you know, in that. I would love to ask you, you know, you've, obviously had your own business in varying forms and now, you know, the healthy CEO sort of over the last five years, if you could go back in time, what are, what are some things you change or do differently? Is there anything? I honestly would say if I started working sooner on my business, when I actually first graduated from my, you know, certificate three and four in personal training and fitness. Yep. That would probably be the only thing that I would do because it would just, it wouldn't speed up anything because you're on your journey right now because this is the way it's supposed to happen. Like it's not happening by chance. It's like you've created this to happen this way and it's meant to happen this way. Yeah, yeah. But I was afraid that I wasn't able to work with clients because I wasn't ready. I didn't feel I was ready to work with people just yet. And so that's why I went to study my degree. Yeah. And then, you know, after I studied the degree, I still took a chance. I mean, I still didn't feel ready, but I was able to step out of my comfort zone and yeah. you know, do it. And that's great. You've just got to make a start. I don't think anyone's ever ready. Spot on. You know? Yeah. I don't. I know when I left the corporate world, you know, I'd been coaching and doing some training in my role but I was studying NLP, neuroscience and all these things on the side. And I had a business card and a website before I'd even researched because that's me, very high creative. But I just jumped in and and did it. And I think it's about not labelling yourself as anything, but just being you and staying really, really tight on your contribution. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of people through the pandemic 
I know I've worked with closely that like, I want to do what you do. And it's like, why? I just think, and a lot of it's money. And I say to them, don't do it for the money. If I'd done this for the money, I wouldn't be around still, especially through the pandemic. Yeah, definitely. Got to go in with what problems are you going to solve? What difference are you going to make? Mm-hmm. And that I believe your vision becomes your boss. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah, vision's your boss. So if you don't have a vision, you're going to be treading water and being what I call transactional instead of being transformational and being, you know, really being on purpose. So I think you've got to have, a, you know, an idea of what you want to do. I'm not saying jump in and just, but, you know, if, if you're thinking about something enough, I always say this and it's keeping you up at night and you have this pining to do whatever it is, jump in and do it because it's only bigger and amplified in your head. No one else is going to go, oh, you weren't that good at that or you should have waited another month or, you know. Yeah, two pe- two, people are too often scared what other people will think mm. of them. Yeah. Yeah. But really, people are actually too afraid or t- people are too busy thinking about what you're thinking about them. Well, that what's that saying? What people think of you is none of your business. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And I think so we get in our own heads. You worrying about yourself. It's even like we do a lot of personal branding with leaders and they go, oh, I don't want to put anything out there. I said, God, I just I just put stuff out there that feels right. I never, I've ne- I never watch any videos I put out ever. I just mm-hmm. go with it because it is what it is. Create, share, detach move on to the next thing and I think that's that's really important I'd love to ask you Sean who's a leader that you admire like it could be someone famous it could be someone in your family yeah this is a this is a good question and I think this comes back to for me it's probably even Jocko Willink Mm -hmm. because Jocko Willink is a He's in the leadership space as well, and he's yep. huge in the US. But really, he owns leadership because he is leading by example. Yeah, spot on. And this is this is the same as you, Renee, right? Yep. So you're not attached to the things that have happened before. Like you've recorded it, you've sent it out, and now you've detached. Like that's the whole purpose of the mission. Mm is we've only got one chance at this life. Yeah. And if we don't do it right, or we just, it's not about doing it right. If we just don't do it. We don't do it leading our whole selves. That's when we don't do it right. That's when you have regrets. You you hear all the old sayings, you know, I wish I'd done this. I wish I'd done that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. It's yeah, someone who leads by example, who's not afraid to step up and be disciplined enough yeah. to yeah. to lead. Yep. Because we're all in this this thing we call life together. Yep. We're all in this mission of being of being literally mm. on this planet at this time. So what can we do to carry positivity to our future generations? Well, we need to be the change. Yes. For that to happen, we need to lead the change. Yep. I love that. What's what's one of, and I know that's a bit Dalai Lama, what's one of your favourite quotes? 
have you got anything that sort of or your own? You've got some good quotes. This is uh it's a very good question. There's probably a thousand quotes that mm. I could I could list off. But I really think responsibility is limitless. Yeah. Is one of the quotes that I would I would say is is the key to understanding now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's by Sadhguru. It's one of the lessons in his in, inner engineering program. Yeah. Its responsibility is limitless. Yeah. So what's happening down the street, you know, where there might be something like some sort of accident or whatever's happening, somebody gets, you know, falls over and trips on a on a log, right? There is a, a little bit of responsibility that you carry that mm-hmm. is actually manifesting something down there. Totally, we're all connected, aren't we? At the end of the end of the day, we are, and it it becomes more and more obvious the more you practice. Yep, you practice being, and you get into the into this now sort of moment. Yeah, I love that. I've always said leadership starts with you. I mean, my first book was Limitless Leaders Lead from the Inside Out, and I think that well, yeah. You know, you are the CEO of your life. You're the director of your decisions and choices and your thoughts, right? Because your thoughts, mm-hmm. we know, create your feelings and your behaviours or your outcomes. Um, I love that. I God, we could talk all day. <laughs> I'd love to just ask you my quick little bit of trivia and then some a last few little tips from you. So favourite colour, Sean? My favourite colour is orange, actually. Yeah. Why? This is something that I've uh, I've wondered for a very long time, but I've recently become aware that it's probably not my strongest area, and the color of orange represents the the sacral mm, chakra. Chakra, yeah. Which is all around. Well, it's it's business and career actually, mm. and so for me, it's it's realizing that I was being pretty rigid in this in this area that I wasn't allowing. The intuition yeah. to flow from this this area of my life like i've wow. run business for five years but there's just this little part of me that i wasn't acknowledging and it, that's actually why I, I love orange and orange is a very optimistic energetic color too in, in the energy world mm-hmm. and that's really interesting that but that shows me you've gone with your purpose before i've got to have a business plan I was the same and I still, yeah. I don't plan out as much now. We used to plan five years out. Things are changing that rapidly and AI and all these different things. We're, we're a year now we plan out. Mm-hmm. And I just think I love that you connected your favourite colour to that. That's, that's pretty cool. Favourite mm-hmm. noise. This might be a little bit weird, but I don't know. There's just something about, I don't know if it's, yeah, it's probably more dogs. Dogs, mm. when they fall asleep and they start snoring, oh, they start snoring. Cute. it's, it's yeah. the most peaceful noise you'll ever hear. But when a human does it, it's like, no, please, please go into the other room. <laughs> Unless you have, we had a cavalier growing up and his mm-hmm. snoring was, you had to sleep in the laundry. It was that loud. But I know what you mean. It's like a little whistle. Like it is like a little whistle. Yeah. Purring's evidently very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cat purring. Now I've finally got a cat. <laughs> and last supper, what would your food be? You know, I love food. 
I, I love I love Mexican food. I love Mexican food. So I'd probably say a burrito with um double protein. Mm, nice. So you're gonna say double sour cream then. Yeah, um, no, double everything. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I always um Sean, I always say I do this with my clients, with with my team, with um I have clients that do this quarterly, monthly, mm-hmm. yearly. I always have, what is your big word? I've done it for years. And this year, 2023, nice fresh year. Um, what's your big word? And for those listening, think about what it is for you. The, the big word could be anything. Um, it's not something you have to tell everyone, but your decisions, your values, you need to make sure underlie and are a linchpin to align with this. But what is it for you, Sean? Got to put you on the spot here. You know, the big the big word for me this year, and it's something that's come out of more towards the end of last year, yeah, is acknowledge. Mm. It's acknowledge within self. Yep. It's acknowledge within others, because people don't realize how profound they are. Mm. The who I am, I did not realize how. I guess unique i am people have told me that but it's more along the lines of utilizing within yourself it's like self-connection isn't it it is yeah and know yourself before you connect can sorry can connect deeply with others yeah and i love that i've noticed a lot of people are they're very good at connecting with others yeah but not it's complete it's like there's always a yin and a yang, right? A, a yeah. balance to this. Mm. So if you're 99% connecting to outside world, but 1% connecting to the inside world, yeah, then there's probably going to be some self-love and self-worth, you know, challenges that you face. Mm-hmm. It's important to do to live congruently and be aligned. Sort of like, you know, you walk past a house that's got a sign out in the front that says professional painter and all the paint's peeling off their roof. <laughs> isn't it yeah, I don't on, get yeah. out there but or a doctor that's say, having a cigarette telling you you know you need to get fit I haven't seen yeah. that I yep. love that acknowledgement beautiful beautiful so we're thinking you know those listening or watching what's your big word my big word this year is a bit different than it has been the other years and it's magic so for me it's about yeah, love that <laughs> seeing it finding it feeling it and making it and what I mean magic to me is just what we've been talking about Sean just being more open to things that have always been there people that have always been there even um and really making magic in and out of the workplace so with all the client work we've got so many exciting things coming up and just seeing the world from a magical perspective so I know it's a bit out there i let let a team know late last year it was that and they all went wow it's like <laughs> but, but um, it makes sense yeah it's one you know it's where one... i'm at so it's yeah it just it just resonates um so a few before we let people know how they can find you work with you find out more about you what's a for people to have a really good year this year with the theme of really bringing together our, you know, spirituality, our physical, everything we've talked about today. Mm-hmm. What's, what's, what's your last sort of comment to those listening in? 
when you're sitting and learning from someone and we, I, I, I like to think that we all like to learn. But when we actually have our hands facing downwards, this is not receiving. This is more of like a visualization type thing you will do. Yeah. Putting your hands facing upwards when you're listening to someone and learning from someone is wow. probably the biggest way to receive something that they're actually telling like telling you. So That's just amazing. So you could do that discreetly. Like if you were at a board table or even in a cafe, you could just put your hands, air quote for those not watching, just palms up on your thighs or something. Just on your thighs, yeah. It's going to make you a lot more present and more understanding of who's in front Amazing. of you. Well, that's like one of the yoga moves when you're lying, yoga postures, I should say. Tell yeah. us, dancer, yoga moves. Um, <laughs> lying down with your hands facing up. Yeah. Yep. And that's where it comes from. These are ancient yogic I sciences. I absolutely love that. Awesome. Awesome. So, Sean, how do people find you, engage with you? Awesome. Well, Healthy CEOs is, is my website. So, healthyceos.com.au. And you'll find me on LinkedIn is probably where I post most. And that's healthy CEOs-Sean on LinkedIn. Amazing. So, yeah, I put out content and I've, you know, I've got a, a newsletter and you know, that comes out every every week. So people want to connect. I've also got a webinar that I run every week as well with one of my beautiful co-hosts up in Sydney. So we do that on Wednesdays at 12.45 Australian Eastern Standard Time, whether it's daylight savings or, you know, we're from Melbourne and Sydney, so it's always daylight time. Yeah, good. That's except awesome. in the winter. Yeah. And, you know, it's just giving little penny drops of of just value that can yeah. really help you demystify health within yourself and really just help you simplify your health and your wellness because wellness is the integration of all aspects of your health. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And well-being has finally been acknowledged as a key capability of leadership, mm, which well. is great, but it's a little bit sad. I, I think it's, it should be acknowledged for a capability in any role in or out of work, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Sean, you push out some amazing, amazing content, um, inspirational, informative, spiritual, um, covers all sides. So, yeah, get on get on to Sean, healthyceos.com. .com.au, yeah. .au. And something for everyone listening to this, it's January 2023. And Sean is going to be a speaker at the upcoming Cook, Connect and Re-Energize retreat. We're running in Melbourne in the Yarra Valley on March the 3rd. So it's a full day um, and it's going to be an awesome day. We're going to be making pasta with a professional Italian chef in the morning. Um, and we're going to connect <laughs> while we're cooking and then we're going to be eating that over lunch. And it, we've capped it at 12 people. So it's an intimate group. And then in the afternoon, we're going to be running some really immersive workshops around reflecting. So your beliefs, your values, the year that was setting boundaries, et cetera. 
connecting to yourself and others. And I'm going to give you some really cool strategies on this. And in the afternoon, we'll be going into re-energizing where Sean's going to actually present a session on awakening the energy within you. And I'll also be giving you some strategies on how to re-energize. And it is one of my little superpowers, my energy. So I'm going to share those. I'm so <laughs> would love everyone to spend the day with us. Um, just go to renegeruso.com and you can just click on 2023 events. We've also got a one day limitless leaders masterclass coming up on the 21st of March and an emotional intelligence day with a profiling tool on the 27th of April. So lots of exciting things coming in. Obviously we run everything in-house as in this retreat, Sean and I can actually come into your business and run that as well. Mm -hmm. um, I hope everyone's enjoyed today. I think we might have a part two a bit later on, Sean. Yeah, I think so. That'll be that'd be awesome. <laughs> and I just want to say thanks so much for your time, Sean, and and for the contribution you're making to the world and really enriching and helping everyone raise that awareness of being the CEO of your life. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Limitless so podcast. Pleasure, Sean, and we will catch you on the next episode. Stay well. Awesome. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to Limitless Leaders Podcast, leading from the inside out to develop limitless self-leadership, leaders, teams, and organizations. To find out how you can accelerate your mindset, your communication, collaboration, and connection to become a limitless leader, sign up for our Limitless Leaders Podcast series at www.renegerusso.com forward slash podcast series. That's renegerusso.com forward slash podcast series. 